Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. Then you and Shlomo will share the Nasadam. Familiar, is your guitar here? Where is it? Outside? Shlomo's Thank you for last night, Ellie. Amazing, amazing. Great job. So there's a very um, something I've been thinking about a lot. I think it's very relevant and like people could relate to this a lot when it comes to like davening, especially this season. We're davening a lot, a lot more, and saying a lot more words, and trying to and trying to like really get in there with our relationship with Hashem and like speaking honestly and, and openly. Um, I personally find it like very hard to articulate like deep things, especially with, with like you know in, in relationships where um, you know that are, that are very close to me with the people that I most love. So it's very, it can be very hard to really speak out in words, um, like what I'm what I'm feeling and honestly, and uh, and to like put it into words and. It's the most frustrating thing, like when you try to do it, and then at, you, you kind of do it, and then afterwards you feel like, ah, I, I, I didn't really articulate and get across like what I was feeling, with, you know, with my, with what I said. So uh, a few, like I think two years ago, I, I, I uh, came across a pasuk in Tehillim that that literally. Uh, like express this this idea, this frustration that that um, that David Amelech was also feeling and put it into words, which is also very interesting because David Amelech wrote extensively and very well about you know his inner world and what he wanted to express to Hashem, and he also had this had this uh, feeling, this, this frustration that I that I feel and that I, that I think a lot of people also feel. When it comes to speaking to Hashem, we want to we want to just be open and honest. And, and uh, so there's a pasuk in, in, uh, in Tehillim 139 that says he, he writes, Hashem yadata kula." There's not even one word in my mouth. I can't even get one word out of what I'm feeling. Hein Hashem yadata kula. But you know, it, it comforts me to know that even if I can't get the words out, Hashem knows exactly what I'm feeling and what I'm trying to what I'm trying to express and, and you know communicate to you know to you. And I I, th- I think about this plastic a lot when I'm when I'm in a davening. I know on Rosh Hashanah, you know, it was very. It was very, you know, for me personally, it was, it was hard to like come out of the davening feeling like I, like I got off my chest what I wanted to, what I wanted to, you know, communicate to, you know, to Hashem and 
in, in things and in, in, and in what I you know, want for myself and for my family and for, for everyone this year. But I, it, was, it was a very comforting feeling to, to, to know that just being there and just knowing that I have a lot inside that's, that's no more than like a, it's like a, ah, it's like a, it's a real feeling. And then that, that is completely um, understood and Hashem is able to decipher that you know, completely and knows exactly what it is I'm feeling, even if I can't, you know, express it in words. Uh, so I have a song I'd like to share. I don't think I've shared it with, with anyone. Aaron Smiley uh, heard it the other day, um, and it's to these words, and I want to sing it for the Chavra. And uh, let's see. Let's see if it could uh, do something for us. All right.
Energies to what Yehuda just said, <coughs> the song that he sang and the words that he expressed, there are like two energies, Morty, that can come from that. People say at speeches, you've heard people get up in speech that there are no words to say. I can't explain it. And we've all had that feelings in our life. We want to give a thank you. One day you're going to make a simch and you want to thank your wife. You want to thank your parents. You're speaking somewhere and you're overwhelmed and you want to thank your parents. And there's an energy saying Ein Milu, what Davin HaMelech said that I have no words, but Hashem, you understand, could produce two things. I have seen people get up at Simchas and places that there are no words and not say anything. And I think that's a misunderstanding what Davin HaMelech wrote the whole Tillim. And he's saying, Fakert, I have no words, but you understand, so here goes. I think the energy of here goes, I, we've all seen at Simchas, people say there are no words, and then there's no attempt made. I think there are no words, and here is my attempt, our, our, our responsibility and our possibility of the human beings is to express, is to put it into words as best as we can. A lot of gullus is the inability to express, Klal Yisrael just lost the tzaddik Rav Aaron David like an otherworldly tzaddik. Rav Aaron Shechter. Rav Aaron David should live yarn and yarn and yarn and yarn and Arich is yam b'shanim. Klal Yisrael just lost Rav Aaron Shechter. Rav Aaron Shechter. Yeah, yeah. Klal Yisrael just lost Rav Aaron Shechter, the Chaim Berlin Rosh Hashiva. And... And Nevaran Shechter was somebody whose words were amazingly measured. And he was able, there was a Geula, an aspect of Geula, that he was able to put, he was able to put words and say things in a very succinct and exact way. That was like a big thing, his power of speech. And for us all, like to, to use this, this energy that Hashem understands to express, to yes express, and our avoid is as best as possible to bring things to this world, to give expression, but to take tremendous comfort that what we do express, Hashem understands and will pull out what our intention is. Gorgeous, gorgeous words, gorgeous. I, if somebody takes that, that I don't, like it says, Terem Nikra before you call, Hashem says, I can answer you, because I know it's in your heart. But yet I want you to speak. While you're speaking, I'm listening. So don't take this energy not to speak. If you're at a gathering and you have something good to say about your spouse one day, so there are no words. Say it's true. I don't think that I'll be able to put everything in words. And my hope is I'll say, but Hashem knows what I'm, the full thought, and here's my attempt. Gorgeous song, gorgeous idea. In prayer for all of us, in our own prayers, that we struggle to put in words. While we're speaking, Hashem's listening, but take great chizuk. If I can't, like those, that, that, those words in your song gives chizuk, just put it out there. Hashem will 
He'll get what's behind you. Amazing. Thank you. Can you hear song with Shlaima? Yuda, this is your song. This Nasa, who composed this song? Oh, my God. 
Janik, ain't one of Melachalata? Take it away. Yeah. 
The Rambam brings the Gemara Rosh Hashanah and he brings that, he brings things that Balei Tshuva, he brings Dalet Dvarim, Arba Dvarim that Balei Tshuva should do, that people who are Chayzim Tshuva, people who are doing Tshuva should do. And one of the four things the Rambam brings, it's from this Gemara Rosh Hashanah, is Mishana Shmai, that a person should change their names. Mishana Shmai. Somebody I know, somebody I know recently, they've been waiting for a while for a shidduch, and a, and a Talmud Chacham told them that their name, they're called an English name, and the Talmud Chacham like was worried a name brings something to a person, a name, Shema Garam, a name is the essence of the person, and this Talmud Chacham told them to stop being called that name. That name has a bad connotation, and Mishanish might change your name. What was the name? I once... <laughs> I don't know if I have Rishos to say the name. I don't know if I have Rishos, but the name could mean the name has a connotation of loneliness, of alone. A girl's name. And was told to switch the name because it could have a connotation of alone. So switch it to it. Switch it to there. It was a nickname. It was a nickname. Yeah. So a name is powerful, a name is... Years ago, years ago, we had a Talmud Chacham come to the yeshiva. We had a Talmud Chacham come, and I asked them about two guys in yeshiva who were older Bachrim, and I asked them if he could be mispalel for them to find Zivugim, and he told me for the next kufa, call them both their names. They had two names, they were only called one. He said a name is a power. He said call them both their names from that, for the next kufa. Call them both their names. So a name has a lot of power. And it says here that about Shuvah's Mishana Shmai, he changes his name. Now, somebody could say it means Kipshuta, it means Tataka, a person should change their name. The Rambam Kiloimar is the Gemara. When a Rishon says Kiloimar, meaning to say, they're learning Shaloi Kipshuta. Whenever a Rishon says Kiloimar, you have to perk up. If Rashi says, Kiloimar, what it really means, as if it's saying, whenever a Risha and Kiloimar is a Gemara, they're learning Shaloi Kipshotai. So the Rambam says, Amishana Shmai, Kiloimar, what it really means to say is, Aniyash Acher. I'm a different person, I'm not that person who sinned. So the Shaila is, what's the task? It's saying something practical that a Balshuva should do, Mishaneshmai. What is the practical task of a Balshuva? I think I think this Avaida that that, I'm, that we'll see if we have the right words. I don't know if I have the right words. What I want to share with the Chevra is something that to me, something Rosh Hashanah, Aserisi Mechuva, and Yom Kippur. That it's something, Eli, I strive that you and I like tap into this Mishanesh Yisrael, change your name. But it doesn't mean Kipshotai. So, what does it mean? Kiloimar, meaning to say, I'm a different person. I'm not that person who sinned. What's the task? What am I supposed to do? And it says, Mishanesh change your name. So, the Shaila is what the Ramba means. I'm not that person who sinned. I'm Pasha, not that person who sinned. 
So there's certainly a bechena. There's certainly a part. The shail is what this task that the Rambam means. So what's the Gemara in Rosh Hashanah saying I should do? Change your name. No, it doesn't mean change your name. It means know that I'm not that person who sinned. So many years, many years I understood this Rambam, that he means believe in for yourself. God forgives us. Often we don't forgive ourselves. So the job of Mishan is the is the Akara that Shuv is real. I'm not that person who sinned. I don't have that Aver in my account. To really believe in Shuvah. So Mishan Shmai means that it's not just Hashem has to forgive, we have to forgive ourselves. The Hainu, I didn't sin, it's not true. I didn't sin. Mishan Shmai, Kilaimar, I'm not that person who sinned. So that would be some years I took that Rambam. I wanted to read it inside. I don't have it in front of me. Some years I took that Gemara Rosh Hashanah, that Rambam, to mean that we have to be maminim in Shuvah. We have to believe in Shuvah. In Shidduch calls, it comes up, the question, is it true in 10th grade? The answer is not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Ani Yishachir. It's interesting when people want to know things of the past. If the worry of the past is because of the impact going forward, if the worry of the past that maybe is still grappling with something, so you're asking about the present. If the worry of the past is time you're handling the past, in a certain manner, you're not a maimon and tshuva. God accepts tshuva and you don't. You wouldn't let your daughter go out with Avram Avinu. You wouldn't let your, your you wouldn't let your you wouldn't let your son go out with an, an ishos like Avram Avinu. In a certain bechina, if you're maminim in tshuva, ani yeshacher. No, not the same guy. No, no. It's a new a, a new person. So the the avoid of mishana shmoi would be to be makir that tshuva is true. That ani yeshacher, not the person. That would be this task of believing in tshuva, of knowing that there's a mitzvah of tshuva, that it's eradicated. So that would be a whole. There would be a whole task for us to understand that I have no shaykhis to that. To, I remember once having a debate with a guy. A guy was talking about shaduchim. So he said, "Some I need somebody who relates to my past." I was like frustrated with the guy. I said, I felt I have more shaykhs to your past than you have to your past. You're an ishacher. Why did she need shaykhs to somebody else? She needs shaykhs to you. You're an ishacher. I need ishacher. I'm a different person. Be a maimon and tshuva. Tshuva's real. You've grown. You've shtayg. Such a mitzis. I want to I give over like a different... I'd like to try to give a different... A little bit, it's not so different, but a different, a slightly different understanding of Mishana of the task of a Baal Tshuva, that you change your name as part of the Avaid of Tshuva, and something which would be instructive for our own tasks in Aser, the last couple of days of Aser Simei Tshuva, and subsequently on Yom Kippur, our own task. There's a tremendous energy in the Yeshiva. I've a tr- I have a simcha that my sons want to learn Torah here. And you notice that many people come to learn Torah in our base medrash. There's a tremendous, tremendous chaos in this base medrash. It's a makam of chaos. 
<coughs> you could experience it the Rosh Hashanah davening. There's a chiyus here. It's a place where it's kedai to come pray, to come learn, to come hang out. There's a chiyus that lives here. The simple chiyus is people steiging and growing and getting closer to Hashem. There's a tremendous something's alive about that. We all we can sense and feel when there's stagnation in a place. Something just stays. And when there's movement and growth and people getting somewhere and going somewhere and achieving, there's a tremendous chaos that exists here and it becomes a place. It's easier to learn in a makam chaos. It's easier to pray in a makam chaos. There's a chaos here. Atem advekim Hashem, chayim kolchem ayoyim, dveikas Hashem, people moving towards Hashem, there's a chiyos, chayim kolchem ayoyim, there's something alive, there's something very, something that you can experience and feel. It's, it's cool to see, to see growth, to see steiging, to see it unfold, to feel it, to experience it, to watch it. It's, it's, it's cool to watch people come in, and to watch and experience and see what happens. One of the observations of Steigen, of, of Steigen that's sincere and authentic, is the person discovers in themselves, I, there's today befret, that in today's dar there's a lot of shame. I thought I was one thing. I thought I was, I thought of myself in such low terms and I discovered such cool things about myself. The main steiging is discovering. In our world, the very word shuva means to return. And who said the person was one stark? It's funny to call it shuva, even that we call it. The process of growing is called shuva. Hashem's right said is shuva. We daven every single yid says, We daven in, in Shemana Esri, Hashem, return me. Let me go. What's every youngster daven? Sometimes, sometimes it makes me almost laugh. I see a youngster like doing shuvah. The guy is 16 years old. What Avera has he done? He's 16. Oynes, doesn't this Avera? He's in the middle of a process towards Hashem. At twenty, he's chayiv klape and he's sitting there. He's like so wrapped up in averus. Hashivenu avinu l'sarasecha. Return me to your tyra. Was the guy once at tyra and he left and he's coming back? What do we say? Hashivenu avinu l'sarasecha. Be meishiv me, my father, to tyra. Hashivenu. Hashivenu Avinu, the word Hashivenu is so interesting. Who said the guy was once learning? Every single year, the second Bakash of Shmanesrei says, Return me, B'tshuva Shlema. He's been on the derech and off. He needs to return, B'tshuva. The holy side of Tshuva is the purity of a person. A person is an neshama. A person has a neshama, is a neshama. The core, the central point of a person's a soul that's put on this earth with challenges, with difficulties in a physical body. And the person returns to that which they always were and finds a place for all their parts. In yeshiva, in yeshiva, very, very often, I ask dorm counselors to check this out. 
a lot of guys will tell you, guys have said this in all different words, that I plan when I'm older to be modern Orthodox. Now, I don't, I'm not so into classification. I'm not, am I modern Orthodox, yeshivish, chassidish? I haven't figured it out. I'm not like so good with these classifications and determinations. These are very man-made. There's a yid, there's, there's a guy, there's a yid. I haven't found it in the Shaloya Sanis. I haven't found like a different type of barrier. I'm looking. Right now, there's a yid, there's a guy. I don't know these. These are very man-made, so we could all call our own definitions. I'm not clear on all these things. But in the dorms, you'll hear a lot of guys say, I want to be modern Orthodox. I've heard it a lot. So I always wondered, what, like, what happened? Is it, I'm, a guy, the Chev is very, very honest here. There's a lot of honesty in Yeshiva. What's a guy expressing? What's, what is he, what's he trying to tell me? I want to be modern. What's he saying? What's, what's that? I hear it. I've heard this quite a bit by many guys. I want to be modern Orthodox. And I thought about it, what's a guy expressing? What's he saying? What's, what's tempting him? What's he, he's saying something. It's a big aside with youngsters. Yehuda spoke to us that we all have difficulty articulating what we're saying. And especially with youngsters could say one thing and they have trouble articulating. I, I say to Amaisa, I had a bacher in yeshiva. He wanted to go on a vacation and his father said no when he was tantruming. And he was livid at his father. And I'm like, why are you upset at your father? You're such a Magieli. You're, so, you're such an entitled kid. He was a very good kid. So angry at his father. And he was like saying upset things over and over. And I couldn't get words. But he's not a guy who lives entitled. And your father said, no, you can't go on. It turned out that his father said to him, it was sometime middle of the winter. And his father said in Mitten's man. In Mitten's man, in the middle of his man. And what he really was saying is, you have no idea my Nisiyanus. You don't know where I'm up to, and you just don't know me. Like something his father had nothing to do with saying no on the vacation. What was getting him angry is, you just don't know me. I'm not entitled to anything. I shouldn't go on vacation. You know what I'm upset by? We don't know each other. That's upsetting. I want my tata to know me. I'm not entitled to anything. I just want you to know me. Then say no. That's what upset him, what was getting him angry. So teenagers struggle to articulate. So what's a guy saying? I want to be modern Orthodox. What's he learning? What's he? And what I believe a guy is saying, a guy hears a voice that I want Hashem. Because he has a soul. I want Hashem. But he has a bomb kasha because he has other parts. He wants to do this. He wants to, he has a good, he has a stira. He has a festa stira. Says Miyashim the steer, I'll be modern Orthodox. He's saying the terrets to Akasha. I have a pull this way and a pull that way. He's saying epistaterets to Akasha. That's what a guy is really. Now I promise his soul is not whispering to him in what way it wants Hashem. It's not whispering a brand of Yiddishkeit. The soul just says, I want God. His word of what brand he picked is miyashiv astira that exists inside of him. And somehow he picked the brand that he feels. The answer to his stira, the answer, the deepest answer is that all our parts are shaykh and avoid the Hashem. Every single part that's given to us, every aspect is shaykh to avoid the Hashem. 
There's a beautiful <coughs> prayer we say in Tefillah Zakei, right before Yom Kippur, where we describe in a beautiful way, and we might have misused different aspects of ourselves. All our parts are relevant in the, in, the, in the life of a servant of Hashem. All their parts. One of the essence, one of the main things of this yeshiva, of this Makam Torah, and I believe this is something that was important in many holy yeshivas, is that I, I think there are guys who say that they don't concentrate by shiurim, they call it ADHD. I actually think they're not concentrating zamachah. There's a protest. I believe this. People say, he can't concentrate. No, no. He's being told that parts of him have no shaykhs to avoid this Hashem, and he's protesting, he refuses to listen to the shir. If a guy's good looks don't have shaykhs to a world of avoid this Hashem, his good looks won't let him listen to the shir. His charisma, his athleticism, every aspect of his life, if it's not welcomed here, and it's not recognized the place. Now, by the way, a guy is an athlete. It's very cool that other people see his athleticism and they become from. A guy's a musician. So that's not really the vert. If he'd be the only person in the world, there's a mile of physical things. Hashem made a physical world. There's a kfira there's a to saying. There's a amount. It's there's a, a shtick avoid the zara saying there there's no godliness. Chas Every aspect of the world there's a godliness there. There's an expression of godliness in every aspect of the world. And when somebody hears that a certain part of him is not not relevant in Avaidis Hashem, it doesn't allow his body to listen to Torah. I think that person hears a Torah that engages and says to him that all your parts are relevant in Avaidis Hashem, and he listens, concentrates, he's in. From the main parts of Tshuva is the Akara that I am created, and the, if, if we would like, if we would watch what happens to guys in Yeshiva, a guy discovers he's a gutta and he finds that there's a place and an importance to all my parts. The healthy Steiger is the same guy. You can see him as the same guy. He just has the right place, the right aspects. I, I try to tell guys that you better stay cool. <coughs> when you stay, the guy laughs like he chuckles. We'll throw you out if you're not cool after you stay. We'll throw you out. You're not gonna, you're gonna, and, was, and I'm saying something to the guy that his parts, all the aspects, it's not like, okay, then I had this star kite, but now I'm going I'm, I'm to push that away and get this. That's not what, that, not what steiging. What steiging is, is that the person empowers, the boss of everything is his soul, and it finds a place and a usage and a, and, and an expression of all the person's parts. So Aniyish Acher, Mishana Shmai, to change your name, is an avoid a task that I see myself in a different light. I push it, see myself. I get it. I see myself in a different light. It's not like a leniency. It's not like a trick for Kir of you're a good boy, son. <laughs> This is for us all, for all of us, and in a tifa way for us all of Chet. 
is we, we didn't have, there was a part that we didn't see where it fits in the service of Hashem and we put it in the wrong place. At the wrong time, we didn't see a place for it. Where it belongs, how it belongs, how we see our own light, our own shine coming out to the world, how we see ourselves, the visual of myself functioning at my best, being a fire, being an I, how I see myself flourishing and functioning. I like asking guys where they see... I, I like thinking about this, and I like when youngsters... Where do you see yourself at 35? And guys have different pictures. There's a picture of ourself flourishing with all our parts in the right place. That's Aniyash Acher. The person who did Averis felt a certain way about self. He felt a certain way about self, who he is. There wasn't room for certain parts. When he sees the new flourishing self with all his parts in the right place, that's the task of Tshuva. I'm not that person who sinned. I was yearing in a much tougher way to what I am, to how it looks, to how I look successfully. I'm always very impressed the last night of the year how guys can articulate their journeys. It's always very, very cool to hear how guys articulate their journeys. And I want to say that there's somebody who's leaving today is his last Musarvad, and he's made a massive, massive impact on the yeshiva. I'm talking about Morty Perlin, who's been here now three years. Speeches ever given in the yeshiva. What, what, it, many, many people. It resonated. Morty's speech. I'm not going to hazard it. I'm not. None of us are there right now, and that's not what I want to hazard. But I want to say this aspect, and it affected many, many people sitting there. The sense of how I see myself today, who I see myself today, how I get it, and I get who I am. I get who I am, and articulate it in a way through Bechiyos, an amazing way, describing where he sees himself today, how he sees himself today. That is the path for us all. That's the path and a big part of our task. Rosh Hashanah, Aser Yimei and Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah, very fast, Lenin we didn't talk about sins. We weren't busy with sins. That's very interesting because Rosh Hashanah was the first two days of Aser Yimei and there wasn't a mention of Chet. That's like the, the onset of Tshuva is the Akara that I'm a loyalist to Hashem. Tata, I want you. Tata, that's the Icar of these days. I think people are so busy with guilt, so busy with like what I want to do different, how I'm going to do it different, which certainly, of course, we're, 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 we mean the Shaper or Maisim. But a big part of Yom Kippur, a big part of Rosh Hashanah and the days in between, it's Hashem, I want you. 
I'm in touch with, I've gotten in touch with my core. I'm just interested in being loyal and sincere. And I want you, that akar of who I am is well before, well before I'm working on this, I'm working on that. I'm makir who I am and what I'm deeply interested in. There's a special school of Sazman of Rosh Hashanah. Because it's the beginning, a person can get in touch with the core. That's the school of Sazman that you can get into that which is the Iker. It's the beginning, Ayoyim Haaretz, the beginning of creation. It's the beginning of our creation. It's the beginning of the world. On Rosh Hashanah was the day that man was born and created. And the Kayach of Rosh Hashanah, the school of Sazman of Rosh Hashanah, is that possibly, the school of Sazman of Rosh Hashanah is for a person to get in touch and to feel his essence of who he is. So he's not busy with Chatoim, I did this wrong, that wrong. He's busy with who he is. And then we spend the rest of that Aseris Yimei Tshuva working on the different parts and figuring out that I, I lost touch with who I am. I lost who I am. I forgot who I was. I forgot what I want to be. I forgot the deepest place in me. Then he spends the eight days being miyasher, <coughs> figuring out we are the place. Their chatam, chat means things were out of place. I didn't know where to put this and to put that. And he's misakin, where to put his parts, how to use his parts. It's interesting, the kasha, a, a, a guy says he wants to be modern orthodox. His tarots, I have to work on what he's saying is tarots. I love his kasha. He's, he's, he's coming from such a beautiful place. The terrace is Sarachian, but sometimes it's more important the Kashan than the terrace. His cash is Eisen. His cash is I want Hashem. And his cash is I'm also good looking. It's such a good Kasha. Such a Geshmaka Kasha. I want Hashem and I'm good looking. I want Hashem and I like sports. I want Hashem and I'm a good athlete. I want Hashem. It's a great cash. And the answer is that there's, in, in, the, in, the, in the life of serving Hashem, there's a tremendous place for all those things that you're in touch with. And then the task, that's the eight days after Hashem, is to find the place. To find the place for all his aspects, to figure it out. That's a lifelong task, something that we're working on, to find all our aspects, how they fit, how they shine, how they come out in the proper place. But all that is the Mishana Shmai, is the different identity. That person who I thought I was, I know I identify as a different person. That wasn't, that wasn't my identity. Revezi always jokes, he says, I identify as Nachum Wolf. We live in an age where people are very busy. People are busy who I am, who my identity is. I identify as, there's a big sugya. People, there's a big sugya today of identity. It's a big sugya of the questions of who I am. Mishana Shmai is a, is a sugya of talk of finding out, a person getting in touch. When we hear at the end guys expressing the last night of yeshiva, it's a big sugi of identity. I discovered who I am. I discovered who I am, what I am, what my, what my, I discovered, again, it's not like, okay, I'm done for life, but I'm much closer to what I am. Then we continue as we grow, as we find new nikudas inside of ourselves. Each hakara we discover, each new sugi that we learn is also discovering a new thing inside me that I'm shaykh to. 
Whenever we, whenever we learn new madregas, new, 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 new ideas, new visions, it's all things that I'm shaykh to, that I'm built inside and I'm shaykh to. The very word, the very word, we've discussed this before, that the word Rebbe comes from the word Rav, Rav is more. That I'm shaykh to more, I'm shaykh to that. It's not just new information I try to like change to it. It's all together tshuva. I just uncover and discover deeper and more places inside of me. Deeper things that I'm shaykh to that have a shaykh to me. So I wanted, a, I wanted to say specifically on Morty Perlin, I wanted to say that your journey, your journey, the journey of discovering self, is his own uncovering of self, has inspired the whole yeshiva. I want to wish a brother that you should continue. Tkaderetz Yisrael, Bimatzlich, have tremendous, tremendous, he has a tremendous craving for Eretz Yisrael. That's an amazing sign. And he had every year supposed to have gaguim for Eretz Yisrael. That's a yid craves Eretz Yisrael, gaguim, has, has cravings, has tremendous desires. And Morty's want to live in Eretz Yisrael is, is a very healthy and powerful desire. He's going, he's zeichen that he's mamish going. We have guys in yeshiva, beautiful, who go to study in Eretz Yisrael, but in their minds, they're only there temporarily. It's a different zach. It's not just going. He wants to, he wants to live in Eretz Yisrael. He's going there to, to, to connect to Eretz Yisrael, to live there, to build a mishpacha, to build a beautiful Torah, home. So I want to wish Morty, really, from, from deep in my yard, and really on behalf of everybody here, we're rooting like crazy for you, and Hashem should give you tremendous hatzlacha in all your, in all your continuing aspirations to build a beautiful, beautiful Yiddish home in Eretz Yisrael, the Azchos Ashrecha. And all of us are excited. All of us now have another... We have like homes in Eretz Yisrael. We feel very connected to Eretz Yisrael. We have, we'll have another precious home in Eretz Yisrael that shayach to us all. I look forward to years of guys going for a Shabbos Maish, one day we'll have our kids and they'll go off, go learn. Yisrael Meir is going to learn in Eretz Yisrael. And he's going to tell me I'm going for Shabbos, for Rosh Hashanah, maybe, who knows, for Shavuos. I'm meeting a suit of Ayramarutra Perlin, so you should build a beautiful Bayez Nam of Yisrael in Eretz Yisrael. Atzlach Amor. Ellie, come forward and sing something for Marutra. Tonight, guys, are going to get a chance to speak about Morty tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shlomo, like what song should you and another group from you and Ellen put some rolling or something nice? Unless more of us choose. I want to do a lane the guys like the night. Everybody joined in. Up to the Willow one. You like Ellie's a lane note? What? So do it more. Yeah, I guess Aleinu <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to tell you a story that's relevant to Morty. Herschel, listen to this story that's relevant to Morty. A Yidai know, a Yidai know, went to Reb Shach. The Yid has the Yid's a well-to-do man, and he was talking to Reb Shach about stalker. So Reb Shach told him, Menachem, you can have an instinct. You see yeshiva where guys come in one way and they look a different way." So you can have an instinct, that's the yeshiva of a lot of change. Guy came in one way, he named certain yeshivas, uh, maybe the balit shuva, and a guy comes in one way, and he looks a different way, and Rav Shach said, your instinct is going to be to support that yeshiva, look at the change. But he said, then you're going to see yeshiva where they learn Torah, and the guy came in, hat and jacket, leaves hat and jacket, you're not going to see change. Rav Shach said to this wealthy person who told me this, my says, kid told me the story. Rav Shach said, understand that there's a huge change in those people. It looks to the external eyes, they, they came in and it looked the same as they're leaving. I have a tremendous, tremendous nachas. Certainly, certainly there's an eifen of dress, all that. I have a tremendous, tremendous nachas when a person comes and goes. An external change is nice, yeshmak, nice. The ikker changes that the pnimius is a different world that I see and I'm in touch with a different person. And I want to say on Morty that that, what Rav Shach said, 
He said, don't fall. He said to this person who went to Rav Shach, that you'll see external change. Now, that's change. But you're going to see a place that the guy came in, he looks, you're going to say, what's the change? Don't fall for that, Rav Shach said. So I thank Martha. Martha Perlin's a person whose entire mitzvah changed in his two and a half, three years here. He's traveling out of the yeshiva, a very, very rich person. Somebody who sat two years by Ray Shapiro? For two years sat by Ray Shapiro, absorbed tremendous, tremendous amounts from the yeshiva. So the panemius, all the panemius that you're bringing along, tremendous. I want to ask, I like the new song that, that Chaim Guri made up, or was involved in making up. He, he, he joined the... <laughs> He joined. <laughs> <laughs> Which song? Yeah, you, can, you pick any song. Anything. What do you want? Not a specific? No. Yeah, do God. Is that what you want? Something in Hebrew will come there. And Gagu. You know the names. I don't know the words, but I know the words. If you want to pick any. No, I just know. Yeah, you do. Not sure how many. I don't know the words. I don't know the words. It's but back in an Yeah. 
I wanted to share something, a specific, a practical thing that all of us can work on. We're holding close to Yom Kippur a practical, practical thing that I think helps us enter. Yom Kippur is a world. Yom Kippur is a place. It's a time, but it's Yom Kippur. You enter a day. It's a very, very special and holy day and a holy opportunity to connect with Hashem. I've told the guys, I want to share a verb from the Panamacharav in explaining Yom Kippur, and then, and then with a practical thing all of us can work on now. I'm very, very practical before Yom Kippur. The verb from the Panamacharav that I want everybody to hear now, because this verb like, is delicious, the, the, the Medrash speaks about a Yid, Yosef Meshisa, the Medrash in Sefer Bereshis, on the Pasuk, when it says that Yitzhak Avinu smelled begadim of Yaakov Avinu, he smelled his begadim. When Yaakov dressed up as Esav, Yitzhak was blind, and Yitzhak Avinu smelled the begadim of Esav. The begadim, the Medrash translates as the begadim, rebellious Yidden. He smelled the rebellious Yidden. And one of the Yidden that Yitzhak Avinu saw was a Yid, Yosef Meshisa. Who was Yosef Meshisa? The Romans said, they, that when they conquered the Beis Hamikdash, they wanted us to not be loyal to Hashem. And they wanted us, Yidin, to be rebellious to Hashem. So the Romans said that any Yid who goes into the Beis Hamikdash, they knew we weren't allowed to enter. Hazar Akar of Yumas. And they said that any Yid who goes into the Beis Hamikdash will give you whatever you take out. And they asked, do we have any volunteers to go into the Beis Hamikdash?" Yosef Meshesa was a rebellious Yid. He said, I'll go in, no problem. Eh, I don't care. And he goes into the Kodesh, goes into the Kodesh, and he takes the Menorah and runs out of the Beis Hamikdash. A wayward, rebellious Yid, I don't care. And in an act of defiance to Hashem, he runs into the Beis Hamikdash and runs out with the Menorah. Mamish Chilol Hashem Menorah Berabim runs out of the Beis Hamikdash with the Menorah. The Romans see at the Menorah, they say, "Give us the Menorah." He says, "You said I can keep it." They said, "No, you took too much," and they rip away the Menorah. From this year, the Romans ripped away the menorah from this year. They then said to the Yid, but we did say you could take something. Go back in, and whatever you go back in, you could keep. And he says, Vaili, woe unto me, Shechasti Liberi Pamachas. Woe unto me that I angered Hashem once. I'm not angering him again. No way. No way. I'm not doing it. I refuse to go in. They said to him, they, they wanted him to be rebellious. All of a sudden, he's acting so from. So they said, go in. He said, no. 
They wanted a bribe and they said, we'll give you the taxes of Yerushalayim for one year, millions of dollars. Go in, we'll pay you millions of dollars. It was like, it was exact. It turned out as being Mekadashem Shemayim now. He said, no way. No way, I'm not going to anger Hashem. I'm not rebelling, it's Hashem. They ended up promising three or four years of taxes, tens of millions of dollars. He said, no way, and they killed him. He was nifter, I'll pee. Mekadashem Shemayim, I'm not angering my creator. I refuse to go in. So the Panavichirav said, what happened? A minute ago, he was a rebellious Yid who ran into the base Amigdash, ran out with the Menorah. And now, he becomes such a tzaddik. So what changed? Sviki, what happened to this Yosef Meshisa? One minute, he runs into the Kaidash, runs out with the Menorah. A minute later, he's not going to rebel against Hashem. You know what the Panevich said happened to him? The Panevich said he walked into the base Amigdash and it changed his life. The Beis HaMikdash is Lefnei Hashem. The Beis HaMikdash is the place of the Rebbe You know what happened to the year the Beis HaMikdash happened? Once he came out of the Beis HaMikdash, he was a different person. He wouldn't go back in illegally. He went into the Beis HaMikdash and changed his life. He said, I'm not going to anger Hashem. That's the pun of which Rav said. And we have to understand with Yom Kippur that it's a day, a Yiddishaychet, to experience Lufnei Hashem Titaru. Yom Kippur is a Bechena of Lufnei Hashem. I don't say that means a guy can be in the base of Migdash and not be in touch with his experience, but it's the possibility of being Lufnei Hashem. And Yom Kippur is a Mitzias. We, we all the time are able to tune out a Mitzias, but people have. I have observed Yom Kippur. It's the strangest thing. You don't know when it's going to come and don't force it. Force to experience something is the quickest way not to experience it. But I watch Yom Kippur. Every, you get at a certain point, a certain place, a certain, fear, a certain connection. You know why? Because Hashem. It's a Metzius in the day. But I want to talk about a Midah that allows us to connect to Hashem more. And Chazal tell us Hashem's the Chaisim, the signet of Hashem is Emes. And I want to suggest that all of us to work on more honesty, to work on more honesty and financial things. If I had to describe this yeshiva, if I had to describe the yeshiva, it's an authentic, sincere, honest place. And guys are getting, guys have taught me places I want to get to in honesty. There's a certain honesty to who I am, a sincerity. It's a place authentic. I have learned my own tricks that I learned. I grew up in a world of performing, of accomplishing, doing. But then you don't notice parts of yourself. And there's a degree of dishonesty to that if you're not in touch with places of insecurity. And this is a place that the guys have taught me and are teaching me tremendous madragas of honesty. And it's a day that we want to connect Hashem and experience Hashem. So it's a day I think that we can come in with more honesty. I want to speak about honesty in business and financial things. I'm going to talk about a little thing in the dorm that I'm going to talk an example. I'm only giving this as an example. The Rambam and Hilchus Tshuva. Somebody has it, it's not on the shelf. Somebody's telling the Hilchus Tshuva. But the Rambam describes somebody who's unlikely to do Tshuva. 
and he describes sins that people don't know that are unlikely to do tshuva. I want to tell you one of them. I'm only using this as an example, and all of us have areas we could be more careful when it comes to somebody else's money. I think in a dormitory presents tremendous opportunity to be more careful with somebody else's money, to be more honest when it comes to money things, that I want to be mechazik. Now, we want big madregas of honesty. And the deepest place of honesty, we can connect to Hashem, we can connect to our souls, we can connect to just being authentic, sincere, good, a good person. Not a show, not a pretend, but just an authentic, powerful, in-touch person. Very, very powerful. So I want to say, the Rambam says, if guys can get this term, Suda she'ena maspekes lebalo. Did you ever hear of this term? A suda she'ena maspekes. What does that mean? If a guy does not have enough food for himself, and you ask him, "Could I have some?" and he gives it to you because he's embarrassed. La Allah, the Rambam says you're unlikely to ever do tshuva because you don't realize you're a ganiv, you're a thief. I he said I'll give you. He was just embarrassed. I want to say in a dorm, if a guy get, has something good, say, can I have one? You, you just ask, can I have, but he didn't have a lot. Even a guy has a can of soda. Can I have a sip? And I'm going to ask a guy who has a can of soda for a sip. You're a thief. Because he's like, he's going to say no. Now, by the way, if you can, and you're not really in the mood, say, I'm sorry. Just, just a, a can of soda is how many cups? Is a, is a cup and a half? Don't ask a guy. What's a can of soda? A cup and a half? Two cups? Two and a half. Two and a half cups. But a guy really wants his can of soda. Be very careful. And by the way, in a dorm, a guy has three roommates. They all ask him for something that he has. You're a ganiv. You're a thief. You stole from him. Because he just says, yes, he's embarrassed. Now, if a guy really offers something and means it, if he says, do you want someone who means it, okay. So he means it, you're allowed to take. Be very, very careful when you pressure a guy. It's called suda she'ene mespekes labala. A guy doesn't have enough for himself, and you ask him for some, and he gives it, he even gives it. I was, um, when I was a youngster, a friend of mine was collecting Tzedakah Herschel. A friend of mine was collecting, and he was walking around collecting. He was like a schmuck. He had dollars in his hand, a stack of dollars. There's a rub in Farak, he's a big Yari Shemaim, he's a big tzaddik, and he told my friend that you're stealing. I said, why? He said, because you put the coins in your pocket, and if you walk with only dollars, you're really suggesting to people you can't give a quarter. A guy wants to give you a quarter, but he's embarrassed. He said, take coins in your other hand. So he told this friend of mine. He said, otherwise you're stealing, because you're like suggesting, I don't take quarters. So he said, people are afraid. He said, come with some coins and some dollars. Then you could say, give what you want. Nobody should feel, nobody should feel pressured. I know in cases where they have biddings in shul, be careful. We want to stock it to get a lot of money. I know people who purposely commit low amounts because they don't want it to be that everybody's pressured. You can't give that. That's in, in a certain sense, a gneva, there's a certain, whoa, okay, I can't give less than that. I know people who commit lower and they give more, but they just want to free up. 
you give what you're comfortable giving. Now, I'm not saying to her that stuck, because I am saying you can't pledge. steal from the pledge. The pledge is lower than, and then they give. And they give even more, but they'll say a lower pledge, and it shouldn't be a sense. I can't pledge, like I have to pledge higher. So when they're collecting stuck, they say, you know, the this family pledges this much. If everybody's saying high numbers, so I know people who will pledge a lower number. Now, you could say they're hurting Tzedakah. You could say they're hurting Tzedakah, but it's not an excuse to have Ganevas. If you embarrass people where a guy can't give less, that's a Ganeva. Literally, you're stealing. You can't steal from people. You can ask and have Gishmat. You can't steal from people. And the Rambam says that if you ask a guy who has something, he doesn't have enough, you ask him, that's called the Sudashenim Espekas Labala, and you'll never do tshuva, you never know you stole. I want, I'm obviously, that's an that's, it's a, that's a interesting scenario. I think in the dorm, to be mechazic more on somebody else's property is, is such an important thing. We're a few days before, before Yom Kippur. I think there's a tremendous chos in the day that we want to experience Hashem. The mid of Hashem is honesty. If we commit to more being more honest in all our money dealings with our roommates, to be more careful, it's his stuff, it's not my stuff. It's like a common thing, even borrowing things from a roommate. If we know 100% he lets... So then the Machna Ephraim is Mekel, even he didn't give Rishos, you know 100%, but how often do people take things and they don't know he lets and he doesn't really let and it's not so Pashat. To really be Mechazek, I think it's a tremendous area to be Mechazek in. In all money matters, more honesty, much more honesty. I think in a yeshiva specifically, that's the Midas here are authentic and honest to be Mechazek in all money matters. Normal. You're not allowed to steal from a guy. No shtick that we owe money, you pay the money. You owe money, you pay the money to anybody. If we owe something, if we have a bill, you don't call and say and claim. Chas v'shom. A person in all money matters to commit and to think about it, to be more honest, to be more exact in money matters. I think that would be a tremendous chus. We all want Hashem in our... We want an authentic life. We have a tremendous belief in an authentic life. This, my kids and I have this mantra in our house that this world works. Hashem made a place that works. MS works. Sheker doesn't work. MS works. The world's good for an honest person. It works for the honest person. And the honest person gets the deepest and best places, lives the honest life with Hashem, sincere, authentic, the beautiful life of the honest person. Yom Kippur, we want to plug in to the honest one, to the person, I think it's a very, very kedai thing to think about our habits when it comes to money. In all areas of financial dealings, to be more honest, to be more exact in our financial dealings. Each one of us, that means something else. Now, by Bahram, typically the guys here don't have businesses. So it's not, I can't, you know... To, us, to anybody who's working, so anybody who's supporting a family, honesty and money means one thing. To most Bahram, it's not about businesses. A lot of the money matters involved in dealing with roommate stuff. Being more careful with your roommate stuff, just in general. I want to say that it, as well with the Bachar, at the end of Zmanim, I see people are not chas on their parents' money. That also is dishonesty. 
our parents give us money and buy stuff for us. Mm-hmm. A person being more careful with the mammon. The Rambam gives only two gives only two or three examples of a haftriyacha kamaycha. And what he says is to be chas al mammon chadercha, to be careful about your friend's money. Our parents are certainly bichlalzer to be more careful, to be have a certain honesty. I think on a day that all of us want to experience Hashem. It's a very cool practice and a thought, and in a, and in a time that we're trying to get ourselves in that in that space of, of, of being more godly, of being of being closer to Hashem, of being in touch with our own deepest, authentic place. I think a big access way to authenticity is to be more careful when it comes to money. Just to be more honest, in the place the, the Messiah Sisharim writes that Harbe Mishasta, many people are Hasidim Khalan Fehasidus. And when it comes to money they're not Mishastan. When it comes to money they're corrupt. Money challenges people. I almost say that money is like when you have to people could say a lot of from things. But money is the great equalizer. All of a sudden, the person becomes like, not God-fearing when it comes to money. So I want to say something that all of us can work on in the couple of days before Yom Kippur and to maintain that for all our lives. I want it to be a Waterbury product of our holy yeshiva. It's very broad. I don't have pictures of what the guys should be. I want each neshama to shine the way... It's, we don't have like a picture, the guy should be in this box, this box. A guy should be a, a fiery soul, on fire, the simcha, with tremendous happiness. Each one like being their own light, their own unique light. But I want a common denominator. My dream for the yeshiva is there's an honesty, there's a sincerity, an authentic person. It's a guy anybody would be happy doing business with because the person's honest. That's like, there's a guy who learned here years and years ago, Zisha Grossberg, somebody who till today gives a tremendous amount to the yeshiva. There's a guy who learned here many, many years ago in the yeshiva. His father told me stories, a lawyer. His father told me crazy stories of his son's honesty. He jokes with me, he helps the yeshiva out a lot. He said that you cost the yeshiva thousands of dollars. I don't look at life that way. I don't, the Erluch a person doesn't lose. You don't lose from being honest. You don't lose from being honest. A person gains everything. You gain Hashem when you're honest. You gain a good existence when you're honest. So I want to ask us all, we're not yet involved in business, but we have to start now. Most of us. Some of us, I look around. But but, but really, really a tremendous, we have people singing, working, and doing things in all of our own geshefs, our own dealings. We all have places you can where a person can, can rationalize and say, I think really to be mechazik, just in the dorm, just in the dorm, to ask ourselves and be careful with our roommate's stuff. To practice when it comes to money matters, being very, very honest and careful with, with somebody else's things, I think is a huge place to start. You hear Madragas, that you don't ask a guy, he gets something from his mother, and you're careful that not to pressure him to give and he doesn't really want to give it, so, to me, that halacha is inspiring, Martha. So the shenim espekas labala. I think to make a tremendous, tremendous chizuk in a dorm. A lot of times, there's a leniency, and I worry about this. The guys are just very lax on each other's stuff. I don't want that. I don't want that to impact anybody here. 
And let's start, let's be mechazic, a whole different way of behaving, of being very, very careful with another person's stuff. You see a thing of your roommate, return it back to him, treat it with care. Your mask you say no? What? If you're on the other end, are you high if you say yes? I think it's important that if you not don't really want, say no. I think it's an important thing. Could be lifnaver. Could be. Could be. Could be a lifnaver. You're causing somebody to sin. The best is it's hard. It's murder. Because so embarrassing. Bapin Yaman. I know. It's, mur- it's a terrible Messiah. That's that was the trouble of asking the guy because you feel so embarrassed. It's, so, it's murder. The best thing is if we don't, we can't give it is to say no. I'm sorry, guys. You're so stingy. He doesn't know you're a tzaddik, but just saved him from a big aver. It's hard. It's a hard. Like no, I really want it. I I do. And then we like. <laughs> you're right. Playing around with your brain. No. There's a common thing that happens in school. Let me hear. Yeah. And then more people start asking. Thousand percent. That's guys describe. Guys describe. A guy buys waters from. That's why don't don't take a guy's water. A guy there, just one water. Maybe have water. But you're a little unfair because there's you have, you have, he has ten guys. He has fifty guys on his floor in his dorm. It's the best practice. I'll buy my again. I don't want to make a place that's time. You're allowed to share water bottle. But be careful, because like Benjamin says, you may be just asking one word, but you ask, then he has every roommate. What do you do in that case, though? You get, you usually just get <laughs> I don't want to say what to do, because if you're not believe Shalom, then you're not believe Shalom. If we have to... <laughs> right now, you're not in 10, even 10 minutes, you'll be happy, you're happy. But how many times is it the other way? A guy gets a package and ends up, he has to... I'm not trying to promote, I want a place of crazy chesed. But I want us to come to that place of chesed. Believe Shalom. Tricky, no, I'm tricky, no? A guy gets a package. No, I'm just gives it all. <laughs> He's right, he's right. Bless your soul, man. Peace, you're right, no. You're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It's hard, though, it's hard. <laughs> you're right, though, you're right. I'm going to say about a double mood. After the Usher Rushami, we need this chassidus. Because in the case of the toothpaste, you're going to I just need a pin, and then, like, after. Three hours of rush hour, and you have no toothpaste left. Guys have that with guys have that with Miley's. How many guys are pressured with some of these things? A puff, a puff, that he doesn't get so many puffs. These things are serious. These things are, you have to be careful. Had it, a guys was inside my teach me my. And guys, is how long does the how long does one of these zachim last for? <laughs> does it affect if too many guys borrow it? Forty. So then we got to be careful, though. What's that called? A miley? What? Maybe I have to ask, where's Martha Perlin? 
I always like smelling his cigarettes. Maybe I have to ask him Mechila when I pull it away. It takes time. And, uh... <laughs> he said it's burning very slow. Rebbe, <laughs> Rebbe, I remember last year you said one time that if you give someone something and you don't really want to give it to them, you want to say no, but you give it to them anyways. It's like they're stealing from you. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So we have to be, we have to be honest if we can. I only have a few keys. No one can have. On <laughs> <laughs> keys, there might not no, be no, such no, examples. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are other examples in the dorm? We have to be more careful. What'd you say? <laughs> Very good example, right? So, what'd you say? Soaps, it's true. What'd Chaim say? He said so both. Chaim, soaps. Chaim, he's right. He's right. He's right. He's right. You're right, Chaim. You're absolutely right. My plastic silverware. What you say? My plastic silverware. It's gone. I didn't use half of it. Is that true? Really? So I wanna. I really wanted to share this aspect for us all in a serious, serious way. Each of us could take it in our own in our own ways, but really being mechazik, I felt specifically for a chevra that's, that we're all working on this mid of honesty, of being more honest and real in our own lives, in our own sugyas, that we could be more careful with somebody else's money would be as chos for us all. It's something we speak about in the ila, we speak about saving us from dishonesty, and we want to be close to Hashem. We want to be close to Hashem. Let's be mechazik and honesty. So I wanted to bring up that practical thing. Where is Yair Komwant? Is Yair? Oh, Shmuel, Shmuel Soilsberg asked me to speak about a different thing. We'll still have tomorrow and Shabbos, Kodesh, and Sunday. But for today, I wanted to mention that thing. Have an excellent day, guys. There will be button. There'll be regular night seder. There's the there's a lel shishi, the last lel shishi before. So it's going to be a goodbye party for Martha. That's going to take place at about eleven thirty. You have been listening to a shear from shasilluminated.org. For other shiurim on many topics, or to hear an eon shear on any dafin shas, including myrmakaimus on each shear, please visit www.shasilluminated.org. To order CDs or for more information, please call 203-312-SHAS, that's 203-312-7427, or email info at shasilluminated.org.